Hello everybody, my name is Jakob and today I've got a bit of a treat for you. Join with us today, we have a Gonzaga alum who is making substantial impacts in the healthcare world at Amazon Web Services. As someone who has been in the shoes of a Gonzaga senior, he is offering some of his valuable time today to share his wisdom and experiences of being a Gonzaga graduate and how he landed a job for some of the biggest tech companies in the world. I'm your host, Jakob Larsen, and you're listening to Careers in Marketing, a podcast presented by Gonzaga University. Hello. Hello. Hello, it's working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, how was your morning? Uh, good, good. This uh, is Kana Flanagan, Senior Healthcare Marketing Manager at Amazon, Class of 2013. A 9-5 healthcare advocate, worldwide explorer, as well as a home chef. Kana landed a reputable job at Microsoft straight out of college while making a transition to Amazon just a few years later. Having worked for two major tech companies, he's now here today to share his work ventures as well as a little bit about his college experience and how it shaped him to be the person that he is today. But in order to do that, let's go all the way back to his days in high school before his Zach ventures started. Yeah, it's uh, it's Redmond's a, a pretty small uh, country town, um, a lot of farming, um, a lot of construction. So, um, yeah, grew up there. My family had a, a creamery, um, so grew up kind of in the dairy business. Um, lots of cows, yeah. So, just small town Oregon. Small town Oregon. And what was your aspirations uh, when you grew up as a child in uh, in Oregon? Yeah, um, I, th- I think there was hoped that maybe I'd go into the dairy business, but that was not something I was really interested in. Um, I actually, I really wanted to be a chef. Growing up all as, as long as I can remember actually watching the Food Channel and doing all that, I always thought it would be cool to either have your own cooking show or actually open a restaurant. Um, But then that kind of quickly evolved and I realized that probably wasn't a a career path I was destined to be doing. Um, But uh, still definitely cooking is a passion, so. Nice. Yeah, just on the side now. Just on the side, yeah. Gordon Ramsay scared it all with all his uh, crazy iron chef and, chef and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I tell my wife to give me a time limit when I'm making dinner. Oh, <laughs> setting goals too. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. So uh, you decided to commit to Gonzaga as <laughs> a college of study. Um, why did you come here? Yeah, so Gonzaga wasn't the initial plan. Um, had been looking at a number of other institutions, but um, I had a buddy from high school who was about four years older than me, um, and he had gone to Gonzaga, and we had still stayed in touch over the years. His dad was actually my dentist, and so mm-hmm. when I was actually getting a checkup, uh, he told me I should go visit his son if I was looking at universities, and told me about Gonzaga. And, so I called my buddy Jed up, and then actually I went and visited him for a weekend, and stayed with him in his dorm, which was Dismet, which I later that was the dorm I lived in for two years. Um, and I just spent the weekend just kind of hanging out, 
with his friends, mm-hmm. went to a basketball game, and I realized this is a lot of fun. Um, and then I told my mom when we were starting to decide on universities that GU was one of the top ones I wanted to looking at. We went on a college tour kind of formally about a month later and stepped on campus. And it was just beautiful. It was uh, in the spring. Everything, as you know, on Gonzaga is just pristine. Mm. It looks like a little resort with just flowers. It really and it does. Beautiful. And at that point, I just walked on campus and I knew that this is where I was going to end up. It felt very much like a, a community. Um, it was a feeling I hadn't had and I'd been on probably nine or ten other universities. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it just felt like the right fit. It's kind of hard to describe, but I think no, others have that same feeling. Yeah, it feels just like home. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. So, uh, at what point in the, in college did you realize you wanted to uh, commit to the marketing field? Yeah. Um, so I knew early on that I wanted to go into marketing and business. Um, it was pretty cool. My my high school actually had a business academy track that they were kind of experimenting when I was a sophomore junior, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of a permanent track that they have. But they were introducing business classes to sophomore juniors and seniors, covering everything from early finance to sports marketing to economics. Um, and so I had signed up for the sports marketing class my junior year, and I had just a blast with it. Really, really enjoyed it, and kind of got a taste of building business plans and. Um, the different types and dis- different disciplines of marketing. Nice. Um, I knew that there were like 33 different disciplines and I was really excited. So I, I knew that business and uh, marketing were definitely something I wanted to pursue um, early on. Nice. So, yeah. So coming to Gonzaga, um, you mentioned last time that you were involved in some school activities uh, back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of uh, social activities in terms of clubs, sports, were you involved with in GU? Uh, so I, I did I did a lot of intramurals at GU. Are you asking high school or GU? Obviously, probably Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah, in Gonzaga, yeah. Gonzaga. Yeah. So I had done a lot of intramurals, which is obviously a blast. Um, I got involved in the finance club, finance club, and then had done some stuff with. At the time, we had kind of an economics club or meetup. Uh, on a monthly basis, so I joined that kind of sporadically as schedule would permit. But um, I think it was called the Bulldog Investment Club, is what it was, mm-hmm. and that was something I got involved probably about my end of sophomore junior year. Um, so did that. Um, I did. There was a. I don't want to call it a capstone class, but within marking my senior year, um, and it was through Peggy Sue um, Larage, and oh, she's still here. <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. So we actually did what's called the Honda Marketing Challenge. And so it was a national marketing competition. Um, so similar to what you guys are doing, you have your classes, but you spend a lot of time outside of class putting time into it. Nice. So I did that most of my senior year, which was just an absolute blast. Um, so between that, I also had a full-time job um, at Gonzaga um, through the athletic department as part of my work study. So. Nice. Between socializing as we all do on the weekends and then school, <laughs> um, I was going and paying for school actually uh, through through my job. Um, I did a lot of volunteering as well. Uh, I volunteered at uh, Sacred Heart uh, Medical Center for two years um, nice. in their post-op patient discharge. So being able to clean hospital beds and wheel <laughs> patients around and um, work kind of for a mission-driven organization. So I, I kind of did a handful of things um, yeah. while I was at GU, all kind of differing in their own respect. Yeah, you were a busy guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sit idle very well, so, so I'm always 
multiple things at once. Just like many other Sags, Connor spent a semester abroad in Florence. His time abroad opened his eyes more on a global scale. It was a trip where the experiences he gained helped shape the professional career that he has today. I stayed in Florence and that was really the first time I'd actually been abroad, which was awesome. And then I got to travel all around Europe on my vacations and my three or four day weekends. And it really planted the seed as far as exposure. And I, I knew that I wanted to try and get, try and move into a, a career or a job that allowed me to see the world and to get those different perspectives. So that actually, that experience really influenced kind of my, my professional career thereafter. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do a lot of traveling globally right now. Um, it was all really because of that experience, I think. Yeah, no, it is uh, an eye-opening experience, you know, because uh, there's a lot of people here I talk to. Um, even even my best friend right now here has still hasn't been outside of the United States, and I'm like, dude, you should totally oh. come to Europe sometime. No, it's like, it's a complete. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a big world out there, and I know. Uh, you just you kind of gotta take the blinders off sometimes and go for it. Um, yeah, it's like I said, being having the privilege of being able to travel globally for each one of the roles I've had out of college, um, from a global perspective, has been just incredible. I mean, just uh, incredible experiences being able to see business um, through the lens of the local level, um, through all the different countries I've been able to be able to go and visit. Um, very cultural differences, just in how we operate. Um, local challenges that are very different than the U.S. Um, so I always encourage one study abroad, and if you get the opportunity, to try and go into a worldwide role if you can. Um, yeah, you know, it's a it's an incredible field, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nearing graduation for many students is a double-edged sword. Excited to graduate and explore the world out there, but also scared of what it may look like. Will I be able to find my dream job out of college? Well, if not succeeded, Connor came pretty damn close. I kind of set out the fall of my senior year, um, really getting serious about tightening up my resume and kind of creating a short list of organizations and companies mm. that I could see myself potentially working for. Okay, so you sought out the companies you wanted to work work for. Um, yep. It was, you know, other people probably just like send out the resumes to anyone who would listen to them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, and you, you do do a fair share of sending your resumes out, but, you know, for me it was, you kind of want to get a little bit picky sometimes, and I know some people would maybe steer away from that, but, you know, you, you want to go into something that's meaningful to you, and it's, mm -hmm. you don't want to just take the first job that you get, right? Um, and I was, you know, I had set some guardrails and said, you know, I'm, I want to go into a marketing capacity, um, I like the idea of business development, those are two pretty big fields, and I knew I loved healthcare and I knew I love technology so that actually like those guardrails helped me craft a pretty big list of companies to start doing some research on and more importantly once I had that list of companies that I thought were interesting um, that's where LinkedIn became super valuable mm -hmm. um, and actually being able to leverage GAMP which is a, a very effective resource that the um, that Gonzaga provides us so looking through just really kind of filtering by Gonzaga alum in the fields and companies I was looking at I can't tell you how many copies I purchased that year um, how many you know 30 minute informationals I had I probably had I mean 
I lost track, probably 50 or 60 of just individuals that were past alums that were in the area of field that I wanted mm-hmm. to go into and just setting up time just to pick their brain to learn more, um, you know, seeing if somebody can make an intro. So I, I spent a lot of my fall doing that, really prepping, and my goal was to hopefully have something naturally <laughs> before graduation. So yeah. so how excited did you leverage the uh, the game mentor program? Um we're kind of curious about that because it is a, a Gonzaga's, you know, assets and alumni network. So how did you how did you use that? I don't know. You're a game mentor yourself at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I and unfortunately I, I don't have any mentees at the moment. Um, but I had probably I've probably had four different mentees um, through the GAMP program since I graduated. Um, those were yeah over the last six or seven years. Um, so I did have that. It's it's a, I think it's honestly an underutilized resource. I mean, how 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 cool of an opportunity is it that they have a field of active alumni that actually want to give back and want to help connect kids? I mean, to not take advantage of that, you'd have to be you'd have to be foolish. So. Because once you graduate and you leave, it's much, much harder um, to kind of find those opportunities and those people that are willing to help you. So you know, be, I really encourage people to take advantage of it. I certainly did. Um, I had a mentor um, and really leveraged that connection. So we would set up regular times to meet. I think it was like once a month and we'd meet for an hour, whether it was in Spokane um, or we'd just meet virtually. And it was a great sounding board for me to bring bounce ideas off of, um, vent a little bit about some of the discouraging, you know, conversations I had if I was turned down for a job and mm-hmm. how to deal with that. Um, but it was an awesome, awesome resource, and I truly, if there's one thing to take away, got to get seniors involved in that. Um, and then, in addition to that, they have the treks, which are super, super valuable. So I actually hosted. Um, and co-hosted the Microsoft Trek at um, obviously Microsoft for probably about three or four years. Every year, actually, every year I was at Microsoft, I participated in it. And then towards the end, I actually started to kind of plan it and orchestrate it with some other alumni. So the Treks and the Gamp are are awesome resources. Nice. So it's all it's almost graduation time, or it may, <laughs> maybe it's your senior year. Um, so when did you start your job search and uh, how did you approach it? Yeah, so kind of as I mentioned earlier, I had started pretty actively right around August, September, August, September. Um, looking for the companies that I, you know, strengthening the resume um, and then starting kind of my informational interviews around with alumni in, in my network and mm-hmm. the companies I was looking at. So I was actively applying for jobs for post-grad right around yeah, September, October, November timeframe. And I kind of just kept it going, you know. Um, a lot of times you would submit a resume and you wouldn't hear back, right, for, for months and months, mm-hmm, just depending mm-hmm. on, the, the, on the timelines that the hiring managers had. So I put quite a few irons in the fire, so to speak, um, early on. Nice. All right, so it's 2013. You just got your degree in marketing with a minor in theology, and you get hired by Microsoft straight away. How, for all of us out there, how how can they do, how can they do that? How did that happen? How? How? Yeah. The big question. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you right now, the the Gonzaga network is much stronger than I think people realize, and that's actually how I got my job was through um, the network. So, 
I had met a, a good buddy through the School of Business, um, and his mother had worked for Microsoft for, oh my gosh, like 23 years. Wow. Uh, she, she retired this last year. Um, and I had, we were good friends, and he had said, hey, you know, if you're interested in working for a bigger uh, tech company, maybe you, want to, maybe you should chat with my mom. Um, and so she gave me your number, and so I set up a one-to-one, 30-minute conversation, just introducing myself, explaining that I had a huge passion for technology, um, kind of a calling for healthcare. I'd love to see where the two um, would meet and where that intersection was. I wanted to understand a little bit more about Microsoft, at least from a mission perspective, um, from a business perspective, because it's such a massive company, right? There's so many, so many jobs and fields and disciplines. And so it was more just kind of understanding what she did, uh, what Microsoft had to offer, and then maybe where I could see myself. So it really just started with a 30-minute conversation. Um, it went really, really well. I asked if I could have a, a follow-up with her, and then we started chatting. And that one phone call really spawned into kind of a regular cadence as nice. part of my um, job search. So it was really just leveraging the network and then cultivating it from there. Through the Gonzaga network, Connor was able to obtain information about the previously unknown program to him that he found to be quite the find. It's called the Mock Program through Microsoft. It's M-A-C-H. It's the Microsoft Academy for College Hire. And basically it's a program that Microsoft and a lot of other companies have similar programs, but it's a program that they provide for undergrad and MBA grads nice. right out of school. Um, and it's a, basically a dedicated program with a bunch of resources for kind of that transition from university and school into kind of the professional world. So they're full-time jobs, um, but you have mentors, you have uh, networking events. The company puts a lot of resources in actually developing young talent. So the program sounded awesome. And so I had her give me some more information on it. And the difficult part was is a lot of these bigger tech companies don't necessarily recruit from smaller universities like Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. They recruit from kind of the who's who, right? They're going through yeah, the big one. University of Michigan, Texas, yeah. where the big engineering uh, programs are. They're going to MIT's, Harvard's, Carnegie Mellon's. And so I knew it was going to be a long shot with GU on the resume, but the, fortunately she was actually able to give me a recommendation as part of that. So nice. that's kind of where the whole thing started was just really networking, learning what programs were available and then putting a plan of action together and submitting a resume and making sure that I kind of had that competitive edge going into it. Yeah, sometimes you just got to take the long shot, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you really have nothing to lose. Yeah. You really don't. I mean, what's the worst they're going to say? No, I mean, then you're on the next It's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm where I was when I started, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so Microsoft then flew you out, and then you went for like a bunch of, a bunch of interviews, right? How many did you go through? Yeah, so I did seven interviews, and so I had applied, geez, I think in October, and I didn't hear back until uh, the end of April, um, yes. and I had no, and so it seems like a big gap, but big companies, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of applicants oh, yeah. for these types of programs, so it takes a long time to vet and to process and to figure out you know who qualifies where, so I guess kind of going back a step for anyone that's interested in kind of going through those big um, to those big companies big corporations start as early as you can because that recruiting process starts very early in the fall 
Mm-hmm. Uh, don't wait. A lot of times the decisions are already kind of made in the fall, and then that's when they actively start bringing kids on campus for um, recruiting trips and interviews and what have you. So mm-hmm. start start early, at least with the big ones, because they have formal recruiting processes. Um, so yeah, did it in October and then found out late April. And at that point, you know, I, I kind of thought it was a lost cause. I thought that my resume had kind of got lost, <laughs> to be really honest with you, and that my application didn't even make it to the top. But they called me. Um, I had a phone screen and passed the phone screen, and then they said that they would like to move forward with me being a, a mock candidate. So then they flew me out to Microsoft, all the, the three hours across the state. But it was cool because <laughs> it was on it was on the the company's dime, and you know they're kind of paying for dinners and things like that. Ooh, so got the DM, you know. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even know what that was. So yeah. <laughs> so actually, yeah. So did that. Got to treat myself. So I actually flew out. Um, and did that in Seattle, and I did it over the course of. Now that I think about it, it was actually in a one day. So it was seven interviews, and they were all back to back, starting oh, at nine a.m. Wow. Yeah, and the way that uh, the process worked really is, you have an interview, and if it goes well, you get the green light, and then you go to the next interview, and then <laughs> what? Yeah, so you, basically, if you keep advancing, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so if it stopped, they say, okay, you know. Thanks for coming in. I think we're going a different direction, but I had known that going in. But you know, to my surprise, I just kind of kept advancing throughout the day. So I was like, "Well, I'm clearly, I'm, I'm doing something right here." So, yeah, I made it to the end, and I had so got through all the interviews, and then I had what's called an as needed or as appropriate, I think is what it was called. And so that was a final interview with um, a senior level executive so a gm or a, a vp of the of an organization mm-hmm. and those were the ultimate ones that had the go no go whether we were going to make a hire so i had my had my final you know and uh, you, you wrap up and i'm walking out of the parking lot and then you just start to have the the self-doubt of all the things you probably could have said better <laughs> and you really start to beat yourself up so mm-hmm. i there was about a waiting period of maybe two weeks and then I got the phone call saying that I had got the job and that they wanted to bring me on and they were excited and I about died. Like I was so excited. <laughs> and I, I got my compensation package. Yeah. And Time I to celebrate. Kinda, yeah, I kind of died again because, you know, I think it only had like 500 bucks in my savings my checking account <laughs> at the time. So I was, you know, I was really, really excited. Yeah. During six wonderful years at Microsoft, Connor had the privilege of working multiple different positions, his very first being an associate product manager at Microsoft. After a little over a year, Connor was then promoted to the partner and channel marketing manager for the Windows devices and partner ecosystem. This position was focused on the business development role for emerging markets in Microsoft Original Equipment Manufacturers Division. Finally, Connor advanced further up the Microsoft food chain to achieve a long-awaited position within healthcare, working as the industry cloud solutions manager in the worldwide healthcare and life sciences department. His tasks included defining and articulating the Microsoft visions for the future of healthcare and how Microsoft products, technologies, and partner solutions will make it a reality. Connor led the technology strategy the worldwide healthcare and life sciences vertical business at Microsoft. But despite the fact that his work at Microsoft was something that he was still passionate about, Connor decided to make the transition after six years to another tech giant, 
also known as Amazon. It's one of those things. I, I am a, I'm like a perpetual learner, so I want to continue to be challenged and um, try new things. And I got to a point where, again, I think it was like six and a half years, and I was, I figured, you know what? I, I've always dreamt of kind of working for one of the, the other big three. So whether it was Apple or Google or Amazon, I knew that I wanted to kind of diversify my uh, my experiences, um, and I know a lot of people at Microsoft that had been there. They were lifers, right? They'd been there for mm-hmm. you know fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I just never really saw myself as being there f- for that that long. Mm-hmm. And I knew that maybe it's kind of a, a grass is a greener kind of a story, but <laughs> I knew that I wanted to move into just a different organization, a different company. I was ready kind of for a, a refresh. Not that I was getting bored, but there was just something in the back of my mind that said, you know, you should really start to consider other avenues here. Um, and I also wanted to kind of future-proof my my career in that, like I said, kind of going back to the beginning, I went from cows in Central Oregon to computers earlier on, and I wanted to move into the cloud space thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start to look at who the global cloud leaders are, and that's where AWS and Amazon came in, is they are the global cloud leader. And some of the some of the investments they've been making specifically in the healthcare space to disrupt the healthcare space to change it and truly transform it were really inspiring and that's that kind of drew me initially to start to gravitate towards maybe looking at them as potential job transfer at some point so right now at amazon your job title is senior healthcare marketing manager at amazon and i'm sure a lot of people out there is like why does Amazon have a marketing department for healthcare? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you could just, you know, explain it like we're five years old, what does a marketing <laughs> manager do at Amazon? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, right now, my job is to build this story, or what we like to call the narrative, for AWS in healthcare. Okay. And so what that means is I do... I'm conducting market research at the moment mm-hmm. with customers and um, kind of outside organizations like Gartner's and Forrester's to get data to help us better understand what our customers expect from the cloud okay. and how the cloud will help them. And then my job is to put together a marketing plan um, or series of plans um, that speaks to Amazon's or AWS's capabilities in the cloud and how it's relevant to them in their day to days. Yeah. Um, so looking ahead in the future, um, last time we spoke, you said you, we know you're an incredible healthcare enthusiast and, um, you said that your goal was to get more of a global team to help, uh, better healthcare and influence that. Um, that's some incredible ambitions and, um, why, why is that the goal? Yeah, I, I mean... So healthcare is it's a, it's a big, big focus for us at AWS. It's becoming an even bigger one, honestly, week over week, quarter over quarter. Um, right now, I, I'm kind of the, the one-man army for a lot of this. I think for me to be super effective, I want to be able to eventually build a team globally. So have a version of me in uh, Europe, one in Asia Pacific, one in South America, maybe perhaps one in Canada, to have that that global footprint. and. I can so I can only do so much in my day to day, and every piece of content or marketing or story that we try and tell, I try and build that through a global lens, right? So it could land at any any audience, any you know, in any geo, and that's good. But that's also 
it's tough because every country and every geo has something that makes them super unique. And so by having a team in those regions or an individual they're supporting, they can better tailor those marketing messages to meet the demands and expectations of the customers. And everything at Amazon starts with the customer. And so I have an ambition to hopefully build a team in the next year or so that can better meet the needs of those customers um, at a global level. So I think that, that that's kind of my ambition with it. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. All right. So will we see you in the, uh, the 2024 election pushing for the newest <laughs> Obamacare, also known as Conacare? Yeah, who knows? Who knows at this point? But like I said, I love healthcare. I think it's ripe for disruption. And I think Amazon and AWS are positioned very, very well right now. Um, and I think, you know, we as citizens are actually going to be able to reap those benefits sooner rather than later. So who knows? I don't, I don't know what the next five years holds, <laughs> what have you, but, um, you know, it's a long I'm time. You know? Anything can happen. Yep. It sure can. <laughs> And there you have it, folks. That was Connor Flanagan. We want to take a second here to thank Connor for his time and energy to help us Sachs by sharing his experiences. Today's episode was produced and edited by Sydney Herr. Music courtesy of Music Box Licensing. Download your other episodes on iTunes or wherever you may get your podcasts. I'm Jakob Larson, and this was Careers in Marketing, a podcast presented by Gonzaga University.